Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Squad Games Podcast, the only podcast where we roll dice and like to hear ourselves talk. My name is Giacomo, and with me today is Dakota and Saya. Saya, what did you have for breakfast this morning? I don't think I had breakfast this morning, but if it comes to, like, breaking my fast... Oh, I did. I had a breakfast burrito, half a breakfast burrito, because my, my son ate the other half of Where'd it. Where'd you go? No, I just made it at home. Oh. <laughs> But it was pretty late in the day. I think I had it like 11.30. Is it really breakfast or is it lunch? It's brunch. Uh, But I don't eat breakfast. I'll eat breakfast food, but I don't eat breakfast at breakfast time. Are you like, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno? Maybe. Is that the kind of person you are? No, I don't. You make all your brands sound better than they are. (laughs) (laughs) I said I made that pizza. I mean, that pizza, that breakfast burrito. I made that breakfast burrito. It was just eggs. And cheese and tortilla. That was it. It was. I don't even know if that counts as a breakfast. Eggs and cheese and tortilla. Did you roll it up at least? I did. I did. Oh my gosh! If I didn't eat them together, I'd just been like, "This is an awkward piece of toast." But no, it. You know, well, it was fine. It was let's, simple. Let's roll our way over to <laughs> to talking about Strategicon. Hey. Hey. that just happened last Saturday. Yeah, it sure did. So, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yes, Labor Day. Long con. Are they all four con. days? Yeah, I think they all do on the 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 the, the long weekends. Okay. Yeah, they have uh, three cons a year. Yes, strategic con, orc con, and what's the other one? Firstly, gateway. L- gateway. Let me say the most the worst part of that experience was the parking. Oh my god! Yeah, the Hilton. Air, the the air, was the Hilton Airport Hotel yeah. does not have the best parking. If you don't get there early. Um, if you're ever going to go to Strategicon, make sure you get there early so you can get the parking. Is it always held yeah. at the same place? Do you guys know? Hopefully, if they get bigger, they get a, the bigger venue with better parking, but uh, that, uh, that I do not know. That parking was chaotic. It was like a war zone. Like, yeah. that was just nuts. The best news about the uh, parking situation is that we did find a parking spot every single day, and we got there after about 9.30 each day. So it wasn't it wasn't terrible, 9.30 to 10. So even though we were able to find a parking spot, I do know it was, uh, it was an issue for people who did not show up uh, at a reasonable time. A reasonable being, meaning we were there an hour and a half early. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think on the... <laughs> hey, we on wanted to walk the, the booths and stuff, you know? We had fun. Yes, because Sunday, I think the tournament started at 11 and we and were we there, there at so early. We got there so early compared to the day before. Yeah. yeah, we definitely did. Like, we were on point. Yeah, we, we, we all mocked up. It was G-Man, Saya, me, and Squid. Our buddy Squid. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Squid. Shout out to Squid. Yeah. Yeah. Squid. I hope he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but oh. no, it, it was a very fun con. It was a uh, small, but I think that as I understand it, it's under new ownership, but it used to be a bigger con. It's a very long standing con yeah. and it kind of died out over the pandemic, which everybody, you know, understands like why that happened. So they're trying to bring regroup, it back. Yeah. Regroup with a bunch of new people and, um, get it going again. Yeah, it was quite fun. I, I did enjoy myself. It was, uh, I don't get to play in tournaments very often. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it quite a lot, especially since I, I did get to play this time. So Yeah, you seem to be enjoyable. enjoying yourself. Oh, yeah. What I liked was if you buy the full con badge, for us it was 65. If you pre-registered the thing, it would have been 55. Yeah, 55. Now we know for all, the future. For all, all four days. 
Yeah, and then you can buy the pass. It's like one twenty five for all year. You get the, the for all the three. Oh, mm-hmm. that is way worth. I it. think that's way worth it alone. I think it was one twenty five. Might be a little more. Yeah. Uh, regardless, though, you get so much for having the full pass. Yeah, you can play D anD D. They had board games there. At a con. I mean, they had everything. I, there was Magic the Gathering. Everything I, was Yeah, like, as long as you register. There's a yeah. huge Armageddon table. Huge. Oh. Apparently, those guys have been there forever because I was talking to one of them. And they that go, game yeah, was we so come big, it probably every... takes them years to play. Yeah, like we've been we've been coming to this <laughs> thing and it's still the same group of guys. And <laughs> someone was telling me like, yeah, this isn't even the full thing I own. Like their collection was so large. Oh, that is oh wild. And I just got to wonder, like, where do you store that? That was like a 40 foot long table, if not bigger. It was, yeah, it had, it was like at least a quarter of that corner. Guys were crawling on top of the yeah. table to move <laughs> yeah. the models. And I was thinking, if they fall, everything's gone. Oh Everything. God. I was like, how can this these tables support that much weight? There was like, there was like five Imperial Titans. You know that thing that like Squidmar and put together, or no, it was a Midwinter Minis bot put together. Yeah, they had five of those. They were pretty large. Insane. What, what was neat was like with the stuff that people made themselves because that guy made like a fortress. Yeah. The corn fortress. They pulled out the Forge World, um, the Forge World Imperial Fortress too. I was like, dang, that's an old model too. You can't get that anymore. Not at all. No, it was really cool. It was and and uh, it was a great experience. I kind of wish that I went on Friday. I had no idea it was a five day con. I thought Sunday was the last day, but Friday, it four day. It, it would have been. I'm sorry. Yeah, four day con. <laughs> oh my goodness, a four day con. But on Friday, it would have been nice to go and try out some other things because one thing that was really cool about it, and something that I know you might, Dakota, want to think about in the future, was that there was a lot of game testing there for like new and upcoming games that were going into like kickstarters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to just sat down and kind of explored a little bit of that. But you know, I'm a tabletop like. Yeah, I have a Kickstarter, <laughs> a Kickstarter game rumbling around in my head one of these days. You'll yeah. get it out there. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed about the con, though, was less war games and more board games. Yeah. It's just a lot of everything. Because I've gone to Adepticon before, and that's all war games. And then you go to Gen Con, that's a little more You've board been to game Adepticon? I really want to go to Adepticon. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. It's, it sounds cool. It was very cold, and I experienced snow for like the third time in my life. Oh. <laughs> that's California, boys. I didn't have gloves, and we were walking. We went to like a 7-Eleven, and I like bought a, a pair of gloves. Terrible time. <laughs> when we were walking, because <laughs> we, we were hungry, we went to the Wendy's across from I, the, uh, the hotel. Bro, I went, I st- when like the seventh time I ever experienced snow was up in Oregon. It was 14 degrees. I took them home my, with me. And my <laughs> hair froze because I took a, t- a shower too too early before I went outside. My that hair froze. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I love how you bring that up. And like we literally went to Canada during the winter. It was for an outside winter wedding. Yeah, but I was prepared for that. I- <laughs> <laughs> he didn't shower beforehand. It was fine. I did not. I learned from my previous yeah, he, experience. Uh, he just like, it's always funny how he brings up the first time I bring him home and he's like, oh, it's really cold. I'm like, yeah, it's winter here. And then we go to Canada and it was like, oh my gosh, it could have been Antarctica. It was crazy. And he was like, yeah, this was nice. It's really pretty. Yeah, I mean, and I'm like, our, oh. our room had heated floors. I'm not going to Oh, it did. You're, you're totally fine then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> So moving on to the kill team aspect of Strategicon, I did enjoy myself and we had Eric uh there who TO'd the event. Yeah. What does he go by? Uh over Discord it's Oodsicle. Oodsicle, yes. Yeah. And in IRL it is Eric. It is Eric. Trivia, do you remember how to say his last name? Oh, I don't know. I, I remembered because I, I had mnemonic device. Is, I think it's mnemonic device. What is it? Kashinsky. Yeah, it's Kashinsky. Kashinsky. Yeah. Yeah. And then Eric's. I hope it. I'm saying that right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if you said it with more confidence, um, 
I would have just. I slapped my, my leg. We, that was we honestly <laughs> could just be butchering it, but you know it is what it is. No, he's a really really nice guy, and it was um. It was a great event. Had it was tons a great event. Yeah, I've noticed a that event. a lot of these tournaments are starting out a little smaller. I think it, I think twelve people showed up, and in my opinion, I think twelve is on a bit of the small side. But that's what you know. Squad games is getting as well, and it's like we really want to push these people together so we can start having these bigger that's what the team tournament for know, right now right now it looks like can... we might be around 30 so any listeners out there that wants to come to the team tournament we do have space for 60 players so, so here's the thing guys if check we it get, out on the website we need 36 for a grand tournament that's uh, 42 i thought it was 36 oh my gosh this is like i swear every time we have a conversation it's, it's that's like, just four more teams Four more teams. We can uh, make it. We can make it. But if we get 60 players, we will officially be the world's largest kill team game. Let's be huge. It would yeah. be huge. It would be huge. Be huge. huge. So first things I want to I want to shout out for this kill team. Uh, firstly, the kill team and the overall con. There is one really big shout out that I want to do. And that is Giacomo winning a ton of painting awards. <laughs> not ton. only. Not only at. Um, the main event. He won. What? Which ones did you win for the main event? I won first place for single miniature in modern pulp for team. Or sorry, unit in modern pulp, and I got second for large in sci-fi. Yeah, amazing. On top of that, he also got the best painted kill team award from the kill team, and then Saya got second best painted. Yeah, I yeah. was even joking. You were going to beat me. Like I think Saya's going to do it. No, there's a way. Models aren't done yet, but I'll tell you right now, Like I really was trying to push to get it done, uh, and but it made me feel good because it was like a lot of hard work. Oh my gosh, it's really hard to paint those little minis. Like The stripes on the minis make me want to cry. But um, I think you did a great. My job. goal is like I aspire to be as good as Giacomo. It's always been like my goal. <laughs> you can get. You're gonna get there. I'm hoping that the next tournament I take them to, they'll be fully done. Um, but I don't know if because I was kind of joking that I was gonna retire Warp Coven for a little while because I've only played Thousand Suns from Kill Team One to going into Kill Team Two because I took a bit of a, I took a bit of a break and I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna retire them and move on to a different team. But now that they're like fully painted, well, they're getting to the point where they're fully painted. I really, you know, you see people just like stop and just like look at your minis. They're like, what are you guys playing? Right. And then like it, it's like you know, you get a little bit of like this pride in you. You're like, I'm, I painted those, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but they do. They it, but when you have a really beautifully painted team, it it really does draw people in as well. And like the and those and and the warp comes freaking crazy with the Zangor and like my freaking four inch flying sorcerer over there so <laughs> getting me in trouble yeah i called it that too <laughs> <laughs> but i was i was actually and i they i was i i think i was very surprised at how well that done but i don't think i did better than you i think that you are very a superior painter for sure so giacomo <laughs> you 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 brought the intercessors i did bring yeah, intercessors yeah and they just released right so how how'd they do all right so if i'm gonna give a quick rundown we played Loot and Salvage on the first day, and then we played... Uh, was it Nuts In terrain we're not particularly used to, which is the yes, GW terrain. Yes, all GW terrain. What the other it? one was Seek and Destroy, not Seek and Destroy. It has the six objectives. Domination? Do- not to, is it Domination? Seize Ground. Seize, seize ground. ground, yeah. yeah we, we, played, played ground. we played Loot and Salvage three, three games in a row on the first day, and the yes. second day we played Seize Ground yes. twice. So what I found is, since they want to be aggressive, and they can't do what Custodes can, where they can have five Sisters of Silence to go be their objective holders. You as Space Marines want to just be a little more aggressive, 
as opposed to where Phobos don't want to be. So I found myself getting lower scoring points in, in those games, not necessarily losing, but just getting lower scores mm-hmm. because I, I wasn't shooting twice. I wasn't fighting oh. twice and killing things. Yeah, I was investing economy, in there right? and kind of sitting in the back a little bit. Yeah. Cause you have to, to, you have to loot. You have to spend. Yeah. An I played Vetguard. Yeah. My very first game was Vetguard into intercessors, not your intercessors, um, into another players, into another players. And, uh, I ended up just shooting him off the board. I, he had one model left by turn four. Right. And it's perfect with Vetguard because you just have the number of bodies to go ahead and dedicate to getting objectives. Yeah. Same thing with Warp Coven. You yeah. can Salvage do that definitely. with his Well, I mean, I, I changed up. I actually changed up my team to play Intercessors because I thought there were going to be a ton of Intercessors. And uh, Birnit jo- almost brought Intercessors. He did. He almost did. Oh, yeah. wow. That would have been interesting. But uh, but Intercessors are very hard to beat Like in in straight up just combat. I mean, like, I think that they're a superior team right now just because you are getting double, like, melee or double shooting and then you get to roll, you get to roll 10 dice and uh, a lot of times you have little tricks where you're able to, like, re-roll ones and, like, just get random re-rolls and it's, it's like, so those, out of those 10 hits, I'm gonna say eight usually hit with once all the re-rolling is done and so it's like I had rebuilt Warp Coven to kind of handled that so I had to take the Zangor out and it made me really nervous with loot salvage because normally I have a lot of extra models. So it was a it was an and interesting And how that worked for you? It actually worked well. I um because not only did I play uh against intercessors, I played two intercessor teams back to back. Yep. And so I was grateful that I made the switch out. And then I played um a Wormblade. And so I was really effective. They were very hard games, but I like held my own in them. And so um I think that if I had taken my normal build of just the more Zangors, which I usually do for loot and salvage, I I would have been just slaughtered. I think so too. Because yeah, when I played done. against you, oh yeah, you just were like goodbye, and I was like, <laughs> right, like when I looked at a Zangor, I made them die. I well, there's just no way. There's no way, and like I mean, like I talked a lot of strategy with Dakota on how to take out, but not only that, intercessors all have like what 13, 14 hit points, fourteen points for the standard. Like, and it's, sergeant it's, has fifteen. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and it's like that. Those six bodies with that many hit points. And the, then the damage output is crazy. The problem is, is, is once you lose one or two, you know, your action economy in that particular team goes down. Your effectiveness goes down especially immensely, from, especially for, in for elite salvage. teams in general. This is yeah. this could affect any of them. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're all right. And they don't have a way to, to auto pick up uh, objectives like a lot of teams do. There yeah. are quite a few teams that for loot and salvage. For Get right. plus one AP, pick up a pick up one, or have an extra body to pick up one. Right? They right. they definitely don't they, have. They that. don't have a recon guy who's giving them plus one AP. Yeah. Did you did you fight anybody else? I had just a six person teamed. Did you do other intercessors? N- no, you were the closest one I had to that. The rest okay. I played were hordes or semi hordes. Yeah, it, slightly bigger. It was interesting as our meta at squad games the last tournament we went to we had. Six chaos factions, right? And so right? that's all elites. It was all pretty much elites. everyone is elites. I think there was a guardsman player, and then two warp covens, and they were the semi elite, yeah, semi elite, semi horde coven. Mm-hmm. And at this, at this one, we did have a couple people cross over, uh, but ultimately, it was a completely different meta. It was a lot of shooty hordes, a lot of hordes. Even there's a tyranid player there, high fleet, right? Yeah, and there is only two. Maybe three, depending on how Warp Coven you were playing. Warp Coven would be as uh, 
I wouldn't have counted my build as a as a horde army. I definitely feel like more elite. I, yeah, I, sure. I think you so. took seven models, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was it was different. But I actually really enjoyed the build. Like, it, but it, and it, you take the icon bearer. Take the icon bearer now, and I take um, a gunner. And then it's my three sorcerers, and I take two Zangor. But the thing is, is that it puts a lot of pressure on my sorcerers to do, you know, their, their things. Well, they got to they gotta perform. Yeah, they and do. but the thing is that, like, and I actually feel like with the Icon Bearer giving the, a free spell, uh, and then also the Icon Bearer counting as, like, uh, for APL when they stand on stuff, it, it's a pretty strong team. When they're next to a sorcerer. When they're, when they're next to a sorcerer. So, like, when I, when I stick... Or central thing, control. Pretty thing, I know, but yeah. with a sorcerer, that's seven APL. Like that's a yeah. You need three space marines in the three, middle of the board. Three to, space marines to right, challenge that's a lot of work. it. I mean, if there's three space marines there, they're those, gonna charge yeah. up and kill you. <laughs> you're gonna yeah, be dead like anyway. So, so, and, and I try to do it so like I can have my my gunner up high uh-huh. to like watch over their backs because it kind of. But like I will tell you right now, Giacomo is actually probably one of the most aggressive intercessors of our play. He'd be like, "I'll take that challenge," and I'm always like, "I know you will." You got right, go, right away. You got to go into it with that mindset. I feel like yeah. with the intercessors, if, you, if you're and, too timid, you're gonna mess up. But Unless Again, you're like playing you get... shooty intercessors, then you could play a little bit different. Yeah, right. There, there was more me of going like shooting and then dashing away if I killed the opponent to kind of yeah. hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. when your chainsaws, you go right for it. Like, just oh, yeah. pray you don't die. And but, you usually gears of war status. Yeah, it was oh, funny yeah. though because when I was playing Jockmo, because Jockmo and I ended up uh, facing off. That was uh, round uh, two. Yeah, and I did everything I could just to stay away from his uh, his melee, his his swords. I was like, he'd come up, I'd be like, I have to leave now. <laughs> I want to mention, I only won by one point in that game when we played. It It was was very tight. It was such a hard game for me. It was so hard. And like, I was like, and the last time Jokmo, because we did a practice round, because I was like, oh, let's see what the intercessors do. He almost made me cry. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. That's a lot of improvement. Oh my gosh. And then uh, right after Jokmo, I played another back-to-back intercessor on the same map. And it was like, not a forgiving map for them. Like, it was so open for my team but i actually beat that intercessor by one point so i was just like it's like (laughs) it was it was clutch but i actually feel like i only won because i played giacomo on the same (laughs) (laughs) right because you got the same table so i was like well i'm gonna take the same secondaries (laughs) yeah (laughs) already did this it's gonna be a little bit better (laughs) well now we normally don't play on gw terrain right right um if you guys could tell me which sets of terrain you guys played on and then what your favorite set you played on. Do you want to go first, Sayo? Okay, so I'm going to be really bad because I was not paying attention to the names. I know you played on Nockmond, which was with all the smokestacks. And I know you... I love the smokestacks. I thought that was cool. I was going to say that was one of my things I kind of favored. I was like, I'm all right You also played on Fronteris, which was the single... There was one vantage point in the middle of the board. All right, so I played played on that twice. I played on that once against... uh, um, Was it the crew... Player. No, I played it. I I played it once against uh, what did Squid bring? Vetguard. Vetguard. I played once against Squid on that and Vetguard, and it was so unforgiving to him, like because there's no vantage points. He had no vantage points, but not only that, um, he only has two APL. So it's like if he comes out to shoot me, he's just stuck there, and <laughs> I'm like, you're and like, and he figured that out. So he he was like, well, I'm either fully concealed or I'm fully out there, and I was like, yeah, man, like because it's like no matter what. Uh, especially because the the sorcerers have so much movement, right? Mm-hmm. And, like I was like, oh man. Did I'm you like, play on Chalneth at all, or Octarius? Uh, whatever is Chalneth the one with the that the had the statue? Yeah, they're big towers too. Like the, the big, big statue and and the and the windows. Pieces of terrain. Um, 
I was supposed to play somebody on that, and I refused to do it because I. And you went to one of the alternate you, boards. Yeah, I was like, uh, we, we, I mean, we, we, we could, but I looked at that and I was like, that's not gonna be fair to no one. <laughs> Did you play on the uh, on the Octarius board? That was the orc one. That's the orcs. All the ramshackle stuff? No, I didn't. Man, didn't. I loved those ones. Oh, Every time I, I played Octarius, actually, I wanted to because it looked so much fun. They are. Actually, so be- between Fronteris and between uh, Knockmund, which was your favorite? The one with the smokestack. The smokestack, I, so well, Knockmund. Not only Knockman. that, I actually liked the layout of that map in particular because uh, it was neat because the the smokestacks act like a wall. Mm-hmm. So it was like almost having just like the more, more terrain. And I know like uh, I actually played... You and I played somebody else on that. That was the other intercessors. Yeah, uh, played both intercessors. Oh yeah, on I guess I did. And yeah. it was weird how, and also it was just neat to see how people's minds work in, in that ter- because, like, it, it was just interesting, like who takes advantage of the smoke and who doesn't. But I also thought that was a pretty one of the fairest maps, I think. In yeah, my yeah, opinion. yeah, I, I think was, so. I think so. What about you, Jock? Knockman for sure was one of my favorite ones, but every time I played on Octarius, I was having time in my life. <laughs> yeah, it was. They were so much fun. In fact. I think I didn't play. I think I only didn't play on Octarius once. Sorry. Um, yeah, I didn't. I played Knockman once, and I played this other one once, and then everything else was Frontiers. Maybe it was probably Frontiers. I think that okay. was the first one I played against Tyranids. Yeah, that one. That one was a little weirder because that one had punishing vantage, which I've never. Oh used no, no, before. that's that's Chalneth. That was Chalneth. Okay, that's so the one with Chalneth. the big cities. Yeah. Yeah. So I, with punishing mm-hmm. vantage, where you score, you can retain a hit. Yeah. Instead, which is, wow. Yeah, it's nuts. It's and you, nuts. you also get to retain an extra save if you're behind cover up there. And I've also never used scramble terrain, which was on, on a few of the pieces. Like, yeah. a lot of the Actarius one, there was a lot of scramble. I liked the idea of scramble. I don't dislike it. I like scramble terrain. That's cool. Yeah, it's an it, interesting it was useful in certain areas. It definitely was. I, I came in really disliking it, and I came in, and I was like, oh, it is useful, but I just feel like it was a replacement for barricades at the same time. Um but that goes I to more of was, other things. I thought it was rough on people who have two, AP, two APL. Like it I probably is. It, it changes it requ- the flow of movement. It requires three, more of a really, setup. To really, yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but again, I have the, like, I, I have characters that have the three APL and I have characters and you that fly. fly. So, yeah. you know, everybody says that. I have one dude who can fly. Just right. one. Just, yeah, yeah, I always think it's all your sorcerers. Like, no, it's just the it's one. one more than me. Than I know. And I also can pick up people and move them. But I do have 14 models on the board. All right. Um, my, I only played on Octarius and I only played on Chalmuth. Oh, um, I, when I looked at the boards it set up the very first day, I looked at one particular board and I was like, I do not want to play on that board. I just didn't like the layout, you know, and it was Chalmuth and I've never played on Chalmuth before. Right. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then I ended up winning my first game on Octarius, which is the most similar to ours, uh, to, to Lester's workshop terrain. Right. And, um, so I felt really comfortable on it. And then I played on Chalneth, which I was not comfortable on, and I ended up playing Birnadid, or Birnadid, <laughs> and um, you know, we had a great game. It was my favorite game of the entire tournament. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Chalneth. I think it's it would be better if it was broken up into smaller pieces, and I think it would be more fun um, if I had more practice on it. Uh, so. That's, That's true because those are five inch pieces, right? Yeah. As opposed they're, to three they're inch just, we're used to. They're usually just giant buildings. Right. You know what I mean? So while it was definitely my, my most favorite match, it was definitely <laughs> the one match I didn't want to play, especially against Birinid, you know? So I did notice that um and this just comes from 
um, you know, the type of terrain because this this particular terrain is made for Warhammer and not for Kill Team, so it does does well, have a bit of a different feel to it. Well, it does have a different feel, and while the game, while it is made for for forty k, because that is the you know red, Kill Team is the redheaded stepchild. Um, I do think that uh, they've Games Workshop has done a good job at balancing some of the terrain pieces in in uh in kill team some I, of some I th- of his stuff is beautiful though some of the oh it's absolutely it's gorgeous like, i mean like and i th- i know that you hated chowneth but like i was like every time i looked over that i'm like i don't want to play on uh, that it but is it was my, beautiful it is my, <laughs> it is my favorite it is my favorite looking terrain yeah i think that i like octarius my favorite board to play on was octarius which one which one was octarius i didn't I didn't get to do that, and I heard everybody who played every. It's funny because everybody who I really played like the catwalks. The catwalks talked about the catwalks. And yeah, I was it's like, like, oh, they're what? so cool. I yeah. remember. I, I literally. Here's a funny thing. I only got. Uh, I think I played half of my games on one board and half on the other. I didn't. I only played two boards. Yeah, I. So. I think that it would be. I think that the Games Workshop terrain has a ton of fun playability on a lot of the different uh, maps. It's just unfortunate that they all mismatch because you could make a really awesome competitive oh, board. Oh, if you had all the parts. Oh. If you had certain pieces from different sets. Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, in different things. So, like, if you had, you know, like the Octarius, you know, some Octarius stuff mixed with some Chalmuth stuff mixed with some you could Knockman do it like, stuff. You could do it, like, minorly, but it's got to be the small pieces. So I was yeah. seeing a lot of scramble all over the place. Uh-huh. And I feel like I saw smokestacks on a few other pieces, but that was about it. Yeah, so it was definitely cool. Uh, a lot, a lot of fun. I also wish that we had a, a packet so that I could practice some of those matches, so I didn't come in just cold turkey. But that's just me on those. So my other question for you guys is: Did you guys learn anything new playing on this terrain? Because you guys both have quite a few matches on on the other terrain. Did you learn anything or do any different strategies? Smoke. I Smoke. turned it off at the very end, and that was the only time I turned it off so I could take a shot at somebody. <laughs> it was me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the only time I turned off smoke. It's like, well, I need this until I have to shoot. Well, we all learned what Scramble was. Oh, Scramble was, yeah, you're right. I never used Scramble, but it was very interesting. Uh, I thought it was interesting. And here's the thing. I'm always, um, I'm always down to try something new. Yeah. And uh, I don't like to try something new in a tournament, though. <laughs> <laughs> I could because it's like I think it's a little bit like I've always afraid. First of all, we already know I'm a slow player, and I worked so hard to stay like in turn. But um, anytime I'm faced with something like scramble or the smokestacks, like uh, it kind of like makes me take a step back, and I have to like reevaluate it. Of course, so I slow down. So, uh, but I think. I got to play um, a bunch of teams I've never played before. So um, it was my second time playing Wormblade. Uh, I played Crew. So these are all like new teams. So I love that because I always feel like when I play somebody like that, it goes into my memory bank and I become a better player because I... Absolutely. It was my first time yeah. playing Wormblade too and yeah. it showed. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, Wormblade so is probably bad. my hardest matchup and I had to play against Admech for the first time. And oh, I still Admech. think Wormblade was oh. harder. Yeah, well, Admech is, hard, is, is strong too. But yeah, Anthony playing... Uh, Wormblade, man, he he did a great job. He's stellar, yeah. stellar Wormblade player. I didn't, player. I didn't play Anthony this time. I played Anthony last, but he was my first Wormblade team. And actually, after playing him, I remember coming home and like looking up the rules to that kill team because I was like, that was. There's a lot of stuff. It's doing, yeah. crazy, but I remember just like just being like, how do these guys work? 
And um, just by playing Anthony, though. Super fascinating fashion. They are. So they're strong. so strong. They're Expensive very, to get into, but yeah. fascinating. But they're yeah, very. Yeah, you need to buy a lot of elites. It's an <laughs> yeah. interesting, ugly team. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, they all need to be burned. Oh, my god. I should have brought a flamer. But Whopper uh, was actually, I think, one of the, my most. Um, was your favorite? He was my favorite person. Um, and I played. And he comes from the Las, Las Vegas. Vegas, the Las war room. Vegas, yeah, he's yeah. coming from the war room. It was fun though because like, his, games? his wife sat with us, mm-hmm. and so it was just like the three of us having a game. But uh, he was like generally like he's kind of like his attitude was kind of like the attitude I aspired because I gotta like let things go a little bit easier. But he was such a nice guy to play. But like he played Wormblade, so there's a part of me that was like, I wish he, you would set on yourself on fire, man. But he <laughs> also he also had a beautifully painted army. But I he, loved oh, his army. He won last last time, so he was not eligible to win. Can this we talk about time. his display board? Oh yeah, oh, it was great. so nice. I was looking at that going like, "Dang, that's a yeah, good one." Yeah, you 3D printed it and put all those extra pieces but on the, it and stuff. How yeah. his barriers like they slid fit into, into the yeah. I was oh, like, I loved that. So I know like, that no one can see, but we're we're all remembering this glorious. Oh, it's board. wonderful. Yeah, to just to, to just describe think about it. when everything was on the board. His barricades had spots where they would slide into. So when you were looking at it with everything on it, it looked like a little like a little diorama like like everything belonged it was so beautiful and i i just could not believe it but i haven't done my my board yet so like now i'm like okay aspire to be I, I was like i don't think i can ever because it was so cool like how he did it like oh my gosh but i that's why people are like oh you got second place i'm like did i really because i don't think i did <laughs> like because some of these better painters did not get to actually compete. I feel like you would have still won first place, but I definitely would have got second. Well, we'll see what we, how it goes to the team tournament. We'll have more players there, more armies to be painted. A more lot more players. Yeah. Which uh, is pretty cool. But I... I... So if you, if you guys want to see Whopper's board, I do believe it is on his Instagram. It is. Uh, if you go to Outrun Mini Painting, no spaces, and that is Outrun Mini Painting on Instagram, you'll be able to see it there. Uh, great stuff. Yeah. Just great. So um, you just said who your favorite matchup and opponent was. I said my favorite matchup. He was, uh, Bearnid took the whole thing. He was playing Pathfinders. Yeah. Second year running, uh, one strategic on with Pathfinders again. Uh, and how about you? What was your favorite opponent? Well, usually Saya tends to be one of my favorite opponents. Uh-huh. I think we have a very similar attitude yeah. when it comes to play. But when it came to just these new players, I would say it was one of the youngest players we had there who was playing Tyranids for the first Oh, yeah. But not for the first time. I think he's played it a few times. He was just so excited to share everything about <laughs> Ezekiel. His Ezekiel. And he yes. had a nickname, Zippity. Zippity doo, zippity doo. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was uh, so passionate about just sharing everything. He had a little 3D printed plasma pistol. He was having the time of his life with it. Just having, you know, I didn't want to discourage any of it. Just oh like, yeah. yeah, just tell me everything you ever know about this army. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I'll listen to it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You're having a good time. I'm not gonna like, not gonna you know rain on your parade. Have a good time. Yeah, he was. He, he was. was He's very very fun. Yeah, he told me a couple things I didn't even know about Tyranids. Uh, a few things about the orcs. We had a great time. It yeah. was uh, he, he was playing high fleet. He took uh, ten gene stealers into my army. Uh, um, well, yeah, d- it didn't 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 go as well for him that time. And then for uh, 
how do you do against you? We tied because oh, yeah? Salvage he he had punishing advantage with the the venom cannon, I believe. Yeah, and then that he, thing's strong. He he learned from his matchup against me. That tells you how good of a player he is because he he played a squid as vet guard and he brought the warriors this time. Right, and I think he just ate all of the <laughs> all of the vet guard with the warriors. Uh, yeah, so he was he was fun. He was a really cool kid. Yeah. You know, kudos to him. Keel Keel team, I believe, is the part of the team he's on. Yeah. So like Keel. Keel. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I played his brother. Yeah? Joshua. Yeah. Joshua. And he played Intercessors. Yep. Those are and it's just crazy to like play kids who are so vicious. No. They were it uh, what I loved about that beyond just the kill team is like I love to see young people uh being treated with like respect and also bringing forth a great effort i mean like they were winning they i mean ezekiel actually outplaced me so like he outplaced everybody i think he outplaced all of us yeah, I, think. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, so, I mean like this nine-year-old kid is like i, I mean, he knew three his games stuff. where i scored like sub seven points yeah and sometimes it happens that way. Yeah, yeah it does it just it, it's how the placement is but i loved how the the age of this kill team was like a nine-year-old to like almost a 70 year old like it, i just yeah. love to yeah. see that how like inclusive everything was and um but i'm gonna tell you right now i had so much fun i loved everybody i played Giacomo's actually usually always my favorite person to play too but i think it's just because we play so much together that if we can one-up each other doing something we just feel like yeah because i mean like we know each other's gameplay so well and it's funny because it's like he can always guess my secondaries and i'm like no it's because you always take the same i you don't take, i don't take the warp in the middle you take center control to double down and sometimes you take seize ground because uh, yeah, it's in the middle one. Yeah. But <laughs> triple it, down i know but i was like why all i just gotta fight over the middle like yeah, you, uh, could, you, could even, you could even take hold the line because i'm but not I will, in your back line yep. but to be honest with you um now that well, I don't know. Your intercessors are scary, but like the way you play Phobos is horrifying. Like I don't know what it is, but your Phobos just like fly across the board, and I'm just like, why? Like you'll just be like, I'll just climb over this wall. I'm like, why are you in my face now? Like the way that you just play with the Phobos, like just scares me so much. But I mean, the intercessors are scary on their own, but that comes from just like gameplay. But I'm gonna say everybody at this tournament was such a delight to to just play against. It was like one of the yeah my coolest last. I felt game. bad my last game. I was playing uh, Jimmy and uh, or James, and uh, he we got like we went way over time, and Eric was being super cool with it, and it was just I played way too slow, but it was fun. It was a blast. Yeah, another James. Yeah, there's another so Jimmy. many Jimmys and James out there. It's great. <laughs> there's a lot Love of it. Jimmys and James out there. There is. There is. It's a popular name, man. Yeah. So, did you guys have any fav- your favorite moment of the entire the, f- the entire tournament? Because I had one that sticks out in my mind. I'll go first. Yes. So, um, I was getting pounded, pounded by the worm blade, Anthony. Just, I think by turn two, I had like nine models with one wound, and like that's it. And I think I had one dude that was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the only dude not injured because he's Arnold. You know, he's not going to get injured. What else? Yeah, and Rambo was my melt gun guy, right? And he had one wound left, and the Keller Morph was right around the corner. And I popped out around, and he was like, oh, you, I, I was like, four shots hitting on fives with the melting gun. He was like, all right. I'm like, cool. So I roll, and I roll three sixes and a five, and I kill the Keller Morph just based off of uh, mortal wounds, 12 mortal wounds right off. And he was like, wow, 
I was like, yeah. And then he died. But it was amazing. <laughs> That's the only good thing I did the whole match, and it stood out, and that was probably my probably my favorite thing. Because I know you struggled into the Kellamorph. Rambo, no problem. You need to get a Rambo on your team, my man. That's what I got to say. <laughs> That's actually what I was going to bring up. My favorite moment was also the moment that was what I truly believe set the tone for the end of Wormblade. Like, I knew after this, and I couldn't get it, that this game was over. I was going to lose. I had the worm, the the Kelimorph down to three wounds, and I could not, for the life of me, with three extra phases of shooting, get this thing to die. Because <laughs> my my intercessor sergeant could shoot twice, mm-hmm. and then he got to fire Overwatch, and I could not kill it. And then Jeez. I went second the next turn, and that sealed the deal. Oh, like, this is it. No. It's over now. Right there. And that's that's what it was. Just three wounds on the Kelomorph could not finish this guy off. But it was my favorite moment, but also my like saltiest moment. <laughs> Just like right there, because it's the one I remember the most. And I talk about it every time I bring it up. <laughs> so I like I knew I knew that was the punishing one. Oh, that yeah. was it for oh, yeah. me. I think my favorite part was actually uh my whole game with Giacomo. Uh, just because it's like, I don't know, we were just being really silly at one point and we were just making some dumb mistakes. And then like we're sitting next to, I believe it was you and Biren did. And, oh, like, yeah, that was and good. like, I just remember like, like we did something so silly. And then Jack Miller was like, that's why we're not top players. <laughs> it's because like, oh, yeah. we're like listening to like, you guys are, you're, you're like, you're, you guys are just being so serious over there. And him and I are just like, just making the dumb. T.O. T.O. I know. T.O. Like, yeah. And I think the T.O. was helping you guys. And we're just yeah, over there like, and like, we had so many questions that game. It was good. But there was one part of the game because that's how, you know, when, when things are spicy, you know, you're like, it was all in good, good, good times. But it was like, it was fun because we, yeah, continue. Sorry, but I was like, when I was playing with Giacomo, uh, we got to the very end of it, and like, it was just like we just knew we couldn't do anything. It was just like two two people versus two people. We we're on opposite sides of the board, and I remember he's like, "Well, I'm going to kill your sorcerer anyway." Oh yeah, and I had one <laughs> hit point left, and I like we were fighting, and like he rolled really badly. And I killed his dude, and then he did that, like... Shooting death. The <laughs> shooting shooting and death. death. And I was like, no! And you're like, I'm going to throw a grenade at you. And I was like, can he do that? Can he do that? Like, because I, like, in my mind, I thought it was kind of like Overwatch. And, like, he did it, and then, like, yeah, I just passed everything. Oh, you should yeah. Yeah, die? Yeah, she, she didn't oh. die. But I had, I had two hit points, and he had one. And I'm just still... And it was the cocky one, the one that's got, like, his chest out and his yeah. arms back. Yeah, so it yeah. just made it so much worse. And I was like, oh, god. I was like, all right, at least if I die, I'll, I'll be able to take this one out. Nope, didn't happen. Yeah. I think the only reason why I did uh, a that little bit... That is better, lit the normal is I didn't have any outlayer games. All of my games were pretty, I didn't have any games where I scored like seven points, but I've been every single, this is the first tournament I've ever had done that. I didn't have like a point score scored like that. Yeah. Usually, I either scored 20 or I scored seven. Yeah. And that's usually how my <laughs> games are. That's usually how they are. They're either like, because of the way that you lose and, and match up. It's like, they'll usually be like, oh, I scored five points this game. I've maxed out my next one. But like all of these are very consistent. Like even when I was losing, I was only losing by like one point. Yeah. And so like, I think that um, oddly enough, I think my game against Drachma was probably one of the hardest uh, and the Worm Blade. But just because I went into the Worm Blade really nervous because I've played Anthony before. So I, was, I have like PTSD from that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> just Worm Blade in general. <laughs> Yeah, just Wormblade in general, because Janice plays Wormblade too, and I bet she's scary. Oh my! I can't even imagine. Her I think playing. she's she's top five 
I think in the world or in the United States, for sure, assuredly, she's oh, top five. She's 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 a monster. Like such a good player. I want to point yeah. out that against Wormblade, I survived every blast attack, and I had three guys in the center, and I survived oh! every blast. Attack. That is impressive. I'm not <laughs> yes. gonna lie, because his blast. I mean, I survived all his blasts too. I just went to one wound <laughs> and became useless. <laughs> you know, honestly, sometimes it's the roll of the dice, though, because I feel like the intercessors. You know, like, I just feel like no matter how well you pilot something, if you're rolling ones and twos, you're rolling ones and twos, well, you know? when I say, when I say survived every blast, I mean, I survived a flamethrower and one grenade. And then the next turn, <laughs> they all died. <laughs> so it wasn't every blast. <laughs> it was a good time, though. Yeah, it was, everything was, I think that that was probably, I don't know, I enjoyed that that tournament very much. It's a very enjoyable tournament. So if you guys ever can, con. you know, go out to the con and play at that one i'm sure he's gonna yeah if you're on the west coast again, you know yeah. it's, it could be worth the trip if you're not going to one of the gw ones i mean it's los angeles come out anyways if you're even on the east side there's other things to do in la at the end of the night yeah, yeah get your parking validated yeah get go your out, parking go validated. out to dinner with us afterwards you know yeah you know we have a, a raisin, <laughs> a canes. raisin, canes. raisin canes. which i want to point out you know that was that was almost 45 minute wait for that line that's what the that's what the guy said. No, it was it was it ended it was, up being thirty something. It was twenty seven minutes. Was it twenty seven? It was twenty seven. Yeah, okay. it just felt like forty five because we were waiting. And forever. then we destroyed that chicken in the parking lot. Dude, we ate it so fast, so fast. So uh, before we get to the interview for Eric, I had one final question for you guys. Burning final question. So into the dark is coming out Saturday, along uh, yes, with the is. annual, and that that is very exciting. Yes, it is. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with TOs and people asking if they think that um, Arena could be played or used in Into the Dark. What do you guys think? You want to go first, Saya? You know, I don't know too much about it. Uh, I haven't, I mean... Read I, the book? I haven't, yeah. <laughs> like most of us haven't? <laughs> I know. So I, that's where it's kind of like, was I a fan of Arena in general? No, it was not my favorite. Uh, so, but I, I didn't dislike it. Um, but if I got to choose between playing like an open map versus arena, I would choose open map. I just prefer it. I already know there's going to be limitations to how into the dark is played. And so I just want to be able to read the book and really like see it because I mean, arena could, there's actually not a ton of rule changes. It's really, it's really not huge. There are like the game plays way differently because okay. of how it is, but ultimately it, it's not super different. I mean, is it going to be the exact same arena board? Oh, um, that is what people are wondering. Well, Into the Dark is definitely not arena, nor does it use the same. They have 3D terrain and they have, you know, it's all modular and stuff. But I mean, like an into like arena was like, oh, I approach this door. I have to use an AP to open this door. Is that? That is the same. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's don't know the mechanic because there's no vantage. You can and charge people through doors. Yeah. They 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 took a lot of things that were wrong doors? in yeah. this one. Yeah. So there there's a lot of things that were wrong in Arena that they definitely go and they address and they changed a few things. Like you can't hold the door shut. <laughs> yeah, but it also makes it so like um, blasts are more effective. They're all lethal five. So flamers are lethal five. Grenades are lethal five. 
well, yeah, if you're, um, if you're anything with a blast and you're blowing stuff up that's pretty dangerous don't yeah. get me started on grenades you I'm can the only like team that doesn't have grenades um you, you can like doors? you can weld Ooh. thing you can weld doors together with the new with the new navy breachers so that it costs two ap to open up instead of one <laughs> there's a lot of cool and interesting things my question is, is i just don't know if it's going to be the next competitive thing that everyone's talking about because to me this wasn't really propagated as the next competitive thing it's just it's just another version of kill team so i don't know if this is going to be like the next thing or you know if you know give the people what they want let it come out and let's see how people exactly because it's the to's that are excited about it but let's be honest you know well, everyone's I, excited I'm looking about at it. you being a to to's are nerds and uh you know i think that TOs have a much heavier passion in this, which they should. This is what's making this possible. Right. It's making these events possible. But I feel like maybe taking a little bit of a backseat and seeing how people are, are feeling about it before we jump on buying 30. Well, no, 30 I'm boards. not going to buy 30, 30 boards of it. If, if, if anything, I would design new terrain yeah. out of MDF I feel like that's you're cheaper. Gonna, you're going to have to anyway. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I'm well, interested I to, in playing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely want to try it. Yeah, I've been thinking about um, at the team tournament having one board, having an into the dark board, and then having another board. So it, it throws, a, throws a, a wrench in the mix, which could yeah. be pretty fun. It makes you have to build your team able to not only just do the regular boards that you're used to, but also adjust to playing in... Into the dark. Oh, yes. That's interesting. And I actually have to say, um, like on these, on these tournament days where you're doing like three games, four games, um, it is nice to switch something up there or because it's like if you're playing the same... Type of map. Type of map. Or if you're playing the same uh, loot and salvage, if you're playing the same, like, and I say that because I love loot and salvage, so I'll play it, like, every it day. Is, it is. But, the best. like, it's after, like, yeah. especially, like, your your tournaments, like, you do four four tournaments in a day. I mean, like, that's that would be hard to do four games of just that on the same board. So, I mean, I think that's a great idea to kind of mix it up to see how people Yeah, it should be, it, the team tournament's going to be a lot of fun. I just, there's been a lot of um, talking about, putting arena back into to into play because it is a lot easier to set up for tos for instance like if you just have a 2d board and you set it down and it's ready to go that's how the last competitive quote-unquote thing was pushed but again this isn't being pushed as the next competitive end all for kill team it's just being pushed as the next season of kill team right which doesn't which doesn't negate open play. I just think it it could be adding to it. Don't get me started on 2D maps. This is what bothers me. You spent so much money on your... 3D models. Your right. 3D models. <laughs> and then look at Giacomo, who's winning painting competitions with his skill. And it's like, you don't want the full experience. You don't want them to like live out this little war on the, in the, this cool terrain. That and is like, definitely a drawback of Arena. <laughs> but like you know what I mean like it's different because it's like you're just sliding your little guys across a poster board I mean I make 3D arena boards yeah I, <laughs> I, mean, I know yeah. I, you do and they're very impressive but I'm just saying that it's so neat to like you know like when I play people but the flat on, 2D on terrain, surface is oh, but I'm saying people like that's what people snap pictures of that's what people want to like see you know what I mean like, yeah that's, absolutely because it's like you're, you're being like I'm the rule of cool guy <laughs> you know rule of cool well, I can understand why TOs would want Arena because when Kill Team 1, the first edition was out, when I used to play it more often and we finally got Arena, mm-hmm. my group of friends and I started noticing Arena is a little more balanced in the, the way it sort of was built yeah. Yeah. because the terrain is the one layout. 
So I could see how they would think that Into the Dark's new terrain is going to be similar and sort of fix those balancing issues you might get with certain boards. Yeah. But that's probably not going to be the case because of the way these boards can be set up. Agreed. So instead of Pathfinders and Vetguard dominating, uh, dominating it's everything. It's going to be someone else. Like it's going to be. Or something. Exactly. That's that's my personal opinion. Exactly. So, so the other question that TOs are throwing around, right, is should we be doing... Should we be doing Into the Dark mixed with Open? The problem is, is when you have Into the Dark boards and Open boards, Into the Dark does seem to be a lower scoring games because the primary points you can max out at six on certain missions instead of instead of twelve. Why don't you? Which is the same as your secondary. So then, then players wouldn't be getting the both. So. A lot of times when you think about it like that, then that means you have to run just into the dark or just open or run all into the dark before lunch and then after lunch. That's just a lot of work, a lot of work on a volunteer TO, right? So, and that's a lot of terrain to buy. That's a lot of terrain to to bring to tournaments. So it's just kind of a a weird juggling act that I kind of see going on behind the scenes and where the things are going to go and where the community is going to want to is going to want to take it. Well, I can agree with a lot of what you're saying. There is certain matchups though, in certain missions you're going to play that are going to be low scoring for your team. Yeah. Like I'd mentioned with Marines, they don't necessarily want to do loot and salvage. I want to be more aggressive and going forward. So uh, for those, for me personally, those are low scoring games for me. Yeah. Or like domination's hard to max out on. Right. You know, like Uh domination's a low scoring game. So sometimes it's going to be the way it is. Yeah. So if you play it into the dark map, it's just a low scoring game. Yeah. Yeah. So you could still balance the two together. They're still going to work. And because this game really likes to work on a sideboard thing where you have 20 models, Mm -hmm. 20 models, if you really want to bring all 20 at your disposal, you can have another configuration where it works for Into the Dark. Yeah. You can have one that works on your 3D and just does what it needs to do. Yeah, true. So that's what you're going to have to start thinking. So it just gives you a new way of thinking of tactics. And yeah. that's what you should be prepared to adapt for. You know, don't just expect one to be the normal because some terrains, yeah, you're right. So, or, so I should say some tournaments will be Into the Dark tournaments. Some will be regular. Some will be mixed. Yeah, true. So if you're ready to do both, then you're going to be fine. Absolutely. It just kind of, the the reason why I bring it up is that sometimes if, if let's say you're at a tournament and you, and you play four, three, four out of five games of your games just so happen to be on into the dark game, into the dark and your next person who's next to you played on all open boards, technically they could score 20 points and you're only going to score like 15 or 12. Right. And then ultimately when it comes down to like tied results and stuff, the players that played more on into the dark boards are going to play slower just because of that. So it's kind of a weird, it's a kind of a cool conversation that people are having and talking about. Right. Just trying to wonder how, how well you could balance it from points. Yeah. If you do, because the other thing is like, I don't suggest any TO go out and buy 30 boards of into the dark before we even know what's how, how the, how the game is even going to progress in that direction. Right. So unfortunately, it's not going to be fair. Like I'm telling you right now, I can already potentially see people having issues because sometimes it's the luck of the draw and you just get you, you like I kept getting the same map at a tournament. Yeah. And I'm saying that like points. You only played on two maps out am, of five tournaments, out, out of five, out of, fi- two out games, of five. Right? Yeah. And the thing is, is that um, and I think that there was like five setups, right? Mm-hmm. And four. So, four. Four setups. OK, so I played on half of it in five games. But I'm just saying that. 
I'm going to tell you right now, if you are a competitive player, like you're placing first, second at these tournaments, and you got the lock at the draw where you pull arena board twice, that's not going to fly. Like they're going to, because when it comes down to it, those points are really, I think the best thing to do is keep, keep the tournament separate i think they should be equally played games but i I, at this point i think they'd have to be separate they have to be like an arena uh, into the dark competition just because you know like like just like they do warhammer 40k and they do like the horse heresy like they're not mixed you know yeah yeah yeah. because i don't i can tell you right now that that point because those points kill you in games Mm -hmm. like my favorite part about into the dark was their narrative missions their narrative missions do look great i have heard a cry out for narrative though like yeah. when i've been talking to other players like people really want that narrative like yeah. they really do so before we go into a whole deep dive of into the dark which we'll probably do on the next one we're gonna interview Utsickle about the strategicon and we'll roll over to that interview now we are here at Strategicon. We just finished Gateway 2022. I uh, just finished uh, the kill team of Gateway 2022, and we are here with the TO Eric K. Uh, how are you feeling about Strategicon this year? Are you you're pretty familiar with this con, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty familiar. It's uh, it's definitely newer to me than some of the other bigger cons. I, it's been here for forever, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. This one is definitely bigger than. Uh, the one we were at GameX in June, uh, that went up against a few other events. And this one, there was definitely a really, really good showing, both for Kill Team and for all the other events going on around us. So, I noticed that there are a ton of events. I came here explicitly to play Kill Team, and uh, I was actually very shocked. This is my first gaming convention I've ever been to, though. I've been to tournaments before, but the very first gaming convention, and I'm actually shocked about what's actually offered here. If you weren't TOing Kill Team, what do you think you'd be doing here? Oh, man, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, there is uh, Bolt Action going on. There's all kinds of war games or miniature games going on. Uh, Bolt Action is one that I'm more familiar with. There was a World War II game that they played a 24-hour tournament called The Longest Day. They had like six or eight rounds. They started at 10 a.m. yesterday. They finished this morning as we were setting up. They had like a bunch of uh, Red Bulls and stuff. There's a huge game of Apocalypse Warhammer 40K where you need like 40,000 points to even sit at the table. Uh, there is just... there's downstairs in the lower lobby there's a whole nother like room the size of this that has D and board games there is so much stuff on offer here it's insane but uh particularly they have like a game where you it's a chariot racing game i forget the exact name but that was yesterday and that was at five and we were still finishing up so i didn't get to play it but i definitely would have wanted to participate in that everybody screams flip when one of them flips it, it's a real like you know event event like uh you can hear it all over the ballroom so there's there's a bunch of stuff and if you walk by any table and even just glance at it somebody will go do you want to try i'll show you how to play like everybody's super friendly uh and i just had to say no i'm sorry i'm running a tournament i can't i can't play this right now but i'd love to another time so and interestingly enough this is a three-year event it's strategic con but it actually runs three separate times throughout the year doesn't it there's three of them a year. They have one in February called OrtCon, and that's for President's Day. They have one in May, end of May, for Memorial Day, and that's called GameX. And then they have the one that we're here at now in September called Gateway, and that's on Labor Day weekend. So it's three holiday weekends, four days of events. It starts on Friday. Obviously, it picks up more on Saturday and Sunday, but they even have events going on on Monday as well at every single one. Uh, and there's just tons of stuff. The badge pretty much gets you everything as well. Like, there's uh, there's a few events where they have uh, extra pay-ins for like tournaments but you can pretty much sign up for anything that's going on over the course of the weekend it's it's really awesome 
I believe that the tickets for this one was $65 for the whole weekend. And, like, the events you can get into and the things you could do for a four-day con is crazy. And even the dealer's hall, like, the, the dealer's hall, they're, like, creators. So you're going in there and you're seeing people's artwork and they're, like, stone-carved dice. And I'm like, this is crazy. So I, I want to make sure that that, that gets a... A kind of a shout out because that's a really interesting uh, and different feel uh, to most cons that I've been to. Um, again, this is my first gaming con, so I'm just a little in awe. But um, as the tournament organizer of Kill Team, I want to congratulate you on such a successful tournament. Um, can we go ahead and describe uh, maybe the top couple teams who won and what team surprised you the most? Uh, yeah, so we had uh, we had twelve players. We had a pretty good uh, mix of teams. I think we only the only teams that were doubled up on were Wormblade. There was two intercessors. There was two and Vet Guard. There was two. Everything else was one offs. Uh, top placing was Biranid, uh, who a lot of you might know, and I believe he's been on the podcast already too. So you guys are familiar with. He took his Pathfinders and he won. Uh, Wormblade took second uh, with Anthony Martin. He's been to some of the other local events as well. Another local player. And then I'd say the surprise for me third place we had a Corsair player take third place and uh, the Corsairs they're a cool team they're one of the bespoke teams I really love the models uh, they came out in the Nachman set I believe and uh, they've got some cool rules but I do believe I've been saying it since they came out that they might need you know some boost but we had a guy here place top three with them so I know they've been playing really well uh, I believe in the European scene we just haven't seen as many players with them in NA either on the east coast or here but uh, they definitely have some play and he showed it it's interesting because I believe that at a different tournament, the last one I was at, it was one of uh, the squad games tournaments. Of course, Sarah, I think, placed third t too. And it was just really, we're just like, that's that's very odd. But, I mean, just if you play well, you play well. I, I mean, uh, I think it's a lot of what you can bring as to, to the table as well. Um, we had the two intercessor teams. Uh, I have my own feelings about this, but w what are your thoughts on the, the intercessors? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're an awesome team. They're a strong team. Like you were just mentioning about the Corsairs, right? The pilot has something to do with it as well, which is how it's been in this game. You know, like Pathfinders, Bjornin took first place with them. I've seen other people struggle and get, you know, last place with them. They've got a lot of little inner working things. I think the greatest part about the Intercessor team is that it is a uh, gateway into the game, and it is like a really, really low floor team but a high ceiling team you can do a lot of really really cool stuff with them but for an introductory player not only do you get the whole team in like one box basically if you don't mix the assault and the uh, regular intercessors but the rules are for free on games workshops website which is awesome so it's a great way to get people into the game we on friday we did teaching games that were we had learning and open play going on and uh, Bjorn and i were teaching people to play and we were using the intercessors just because it's it's a it's a good team to get people into and you feel like they get to do something the marines and the compendium it felt like they were really held back these guys feel like intercessors they're big they're bulky they have all the wounds they can shoot twice per turn like they are what you'd expect from a space marine in the lore so yeah they're pretty pretty tough <laughs> um I, I i have to say i i love the idea of them kind of just being free and out there to kind of catch people's attention because they are when you think of warhammer when you think of kill team i mean you're thinking of space marines so it's actually a, a pretty i think it's a pretty creative way of, of games workshop to get new players in and i think that kill team usually leads people into playing warhammer but i've noticed lately a lot of warhammer uh players don't have enough time to play warhammer so they're beginning to uh they're beginning to like slide a little bit more into kill team and kill team has a lot to offer it's like one of my well, it's one of my favorite uh, tabletop games for sure um but uh strategic con happens three times a year 
You are now the Kill Team um, organizer for for this con. Uh, what do you have? What are your ambitions for the future with with Kill Team here? Yeah, so um, like I said, the con's been here for decades. They've been doing this for forever. They have some people here who play like crazy, really, really old miniature games that are pewter models and stuff that they've been playing for forever. The guys who play Apocalypse have been playing here for decades. Um, I hope to, yeah, the same, right? Like, um, I mean, they have like, yeah, they told me like that's not even like, one of the guys told me that's like not even a quarter of the models that he owns, and he's got like, you know, however many thousands of points on the board. Um, I'd like to establish something here for Kill Team for sure. Three times a year is great. We're in L.A., right? Like, there's all the frontline gaming events, but even SoCal opens in San Diego, right? And L.A.'s a big city. I get it, you know, uh, that, you know, they have something close, but I'd love to have something here. My ambitions for it are just I want to supply the local community a place to play. Uh, you know, it's an awesome convention. I'm having last time I had some more time to myself. We didn't have as many players. We only ran the tournament one day, so I had more time to you know look around. So I really enjoyed it. So the con as a whole, kill team or not, I'd like to support it and continue to bring people here. And then um, as far as kill team goes, I really want to grow it. We have such a great community here in LA, carried over from the last edition of the game. Plus, we've I've met a bunch of really awesome people with the new edition of the game that's gotten them into the game, like you just mentioned. Uh, the 40k players some of them yeah not having time I mean some days I don't have time to, I mean some weeks I don't have time to even play kill team so I can't imagine sitting down and playing you know a four-hour match of 40k uh, that being said I know you know Giacomo and uh, Dakota both play it and they love it like it's a great game not gonna knock it at all right where you know uh, if it didn't exist we wouldn't but kill team the new edition we just had into the dark come out we had two more teams from the annual uh, like and we know they have plans for the rest of this season and you know who knows in the future but we're we're looking for I'm looking forward to the game continuing to grow and continuing to find new players bring new players in get them to events uh, as far as the very next event that'll be in February President's Day I'd like to give people who are only playing Kill Team more to do, so hopefully we'll fit in a pod with the new um, Space Hulk stuff into the dark. I'd really like to just do a massive Space Hulk battle that's like a narrative just for fun. Everybody choose a team and just free-for-all, who can win and who's the last to survive in the Space Hulk kind of deal, and they have the big enough tables here that we can put a bunch of those in like into a square. So, you know, there's definitely some stuff I'd like to do uh, that I'd like to expand what we're offering here for Kill Team. The tournament part will always be the main focus because we do have a pretty competitive uh, you know community around the game like people people like to get their BCP points people like to get you know play competitively and I know a lot of the people that I know in the local community like that and we'd like to bring some of the bigger players from the East Coast possibly you know maybe get the guys from Spain out to LA I don't know but um, yeah the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned I'd love to have a GT here in LA something big you know be able to grow the surprise uh, not the surprise support this the prize support and uh you know give people a reason to come out here right la is beautiful i understand you're going to be spending at least two of the days indoors at the con but the con has a lot to offer la has a lot to offer and uh kill team is yeah it's an awesome game so i'd like to you know get it out there to more people and give people a chance to enjoy it I absolutely agree with everything you just said. I think it's one of the most enjoyable games. Very, very competitive. And LA's a huge mega city. So if you're out here, you might as well make a vacation and do something else. So there's no excuse, people. Come, you better come to LA. Um, I want to say awesome. Uh, you know, thank you so much for your time. And like, we're looking forward to seeing you at other events. Um, but uh, before we go, uh, you do run a podcast. But as I was just told, you were like, this is one of the very first Kill Team podcasts that actually came out on the scene, isn't it? 
Yeah, so I don't run it. Beernid runs it. Chris Beernid runs it, uh, the Killzone podcast. It's now run through Frontline Gaming as well with him and Emmanuel as his co-host. I haven't been doing uh, as much lately, but I'm hoping to get involved with him on some more YouTube content now because he's getting that going again. Um, I've been busy. You know, we've all been busy with different things. But back in the last edition, it was him and me, and uh, he was the nuts and bolts guy with all the numbers, and I was just the one who rambled on about stuff and complained or, you know, screamed about how powerful teams were and things like that so yeah no it was a great time I actually met Biernid through Kill Team I didn't know him before Kill Team I had just gotten into the game my buddy lived in San Francisco this was before the pandemic and I was going to go up to uh, BAO and Biernid was running a tournament and I had never played the game I needed to get some games in before I went to BAO of all things like I had never played the game before so I went to the tournament met him we hit it off really cool dude started hanging out with him playing games playing in the local tournament that's how I met a bunch of you know these guys too I met you and Dakota at uh, LVO, the one right before the pandemic as well, which was awesome. Like, um, I've met so many really cool people through this game, and yeah, I got to do that podcast with Beernid, and that was a good time. I love talking, as you can hear, I'm rambling on on all these questions, but um, you know, and I love talking about things I'm passionate about, and Kill Team's one of the things that I'm passionate about. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. Uh, Beernid's got some more content. I know him and Emmanuel are working on the podcast. Hopefully, we'll get some videos going, maybe some painting stuff. He can show me a thing or two because I'm terrible at painting. So, uh, yeah, uh, look forward to that. And then I also run the Killzone Discord, which during the pandemic, we started playing a lot of games on the Tabletop Simulator, which was really awesome. And we grew the community through that, too. We had a lot of people who had never played, like, even Tabletop games before and started playing over that and now have bought a bunch of teams and are showing up at events like uh, my buddy uh, Justin came out from Vegas I met him through the discord Um, you know so stuff like that Um, he came out for this event this weekend so again just kill team in general connecting a bunch of really cool people and um, allowing us to do a lot so yeah we have like I think over a thousand people on that discord now so I'm trying to also turn it into like a place to have Beernid's content and have the tabletop simulator stuff and have um you know run stuff tournaments on there and also promote the tournaments that we're doing in person here so uh yeah the kill zone if you're not on it uh i guess you guys will post a link or something like that and you guys will be able to get there but come and join us and uh there'll be more happening there in the future as well so awesome i want to thank you so much for uh taking the time out to chat with us but also just thank you for our wonderful tournament this was actually extremely fun tournament and everybody here was very very nice and i mean competitive but it was an overwhelming just nice experience and you know yeah thank you for that absolutely um thank you guys for coming uh you know i'm gonna shout out to squad games on their own podcast but thank you you know you guys showed up in force and uh we're a big part of this making this tournament what it was so thank you guys and i'm glad you guys had fun and i hope you enjoy the con and i hope you and your listeners make it out to the future strategic cons and that was our wonderful interview hosted by saya oh yeah, that yeah. Was... Okay. thanks for that and it was, a, it was a fun interview to set up just because we had to go find a table and try to make it as least noisy, but also keep the ambiance of the event going on. It was a good time. Oh, yeah. A good time recording that one. I don't even think I was there. I think I was talking to a bunch of people. You were doing, talking doing, it up, man. You doing, talked doing, it up for an extra hour and a half. I sure did. Talking it up. I know. Yeah. After Jocko and I had to... I was I, talking to Jimmy. He's a great guy. I mean, I already had my issues with the... Not necessarily issues, but there was an issue with me receiving my painting... Uh, compensation, pay, like, painting yeah. compensation for winning at the at the Strategicon. They made you walk but, up those stairs. Like, yeah, because we had to figure out like, wait, like, why didn't I w- get this one and receive this? Because the whole paper thing. But they figured it out. 
they got it all figured it out. But that took like an extra forty minutes. So uh, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. And then we finally I got to got talk to, to people, which is my favorite thing. It's, it's fine. Yeah. But overall, I liked it. I liked the vendor hall. There was a lot of fun. You had a particular fond memory in the vendor hall or in the oh, on, the, on that I Sunday. Kinda, I had a couple between uh, that little girl who just started a full on conversation with me in the pops department, and uh, oh, the raffle was hilarious. That was a fun so, raffle. A it was, lot of people like, were in there. If you buy anything, they give you raffle tickets from vendors, and the vendors were like every other vendor was some sort of dice creator, and like. I oh was, man, you kept stopping. I kept telling you to, to to win or to buy them. I know, but in like, ugh, I just have an issue with dice. I'm like, no one needs that many dice. But uh, do you? <laughs> I I still bought like two sets of dice. But beyond the point. Uh, so the, at the end of the day, they did this raffle, but it was with everything. It was just random stuff, and I think that. I won and Squid won something. Yes, you guys won shirts, and then they threw a shirt at me, and I got a shirt. Yeah, I didn't win a shirt. <laughs> I won like I I got the prize table. I oh, you up. got a board game. Yeah, and then you yeah yeah. I yeah, gave yeah, it yeah. to a little kid because he didn't get anything. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was like some one of the vendors like their their board game, and I feel really bad about giving away, but at the same time I'm like, oh man, like. This little kid looks so, so sad, and he's like, oh, I didn't get We anything. have too many board games. I know, we do. And it wasn't anything I heard of, but it was that or, like, 3D-printed cups that I'm pretty sure weren't safe to drink out of. Probably not. They're more yeah. cool, not... Yeah. You don't, you, they're was, not FDA. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, I thought the, the... It was just a really cool little con. I loved it very much. I, I, it was great, great fun. Yeah, definitely go out if you get a chance. You I'm know. pretty sure I was just talking to people that entire time, too. Yeah, you definitely were. We were having a time <laughs> of our lives. We are having a good time. <laughs> You know, with everything going on. Yeah, it was a good time. Well, now it comes to the conclusion of the episode. Yeah. You know, you know how those go. They end. Eventually, they, you have to turn it off. One day, you know. <laughs> so, what, are, Do you have all your favorite podcasts continuously playing? I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you eventually go to sleep. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also want to point out, there was this ball game the moon you had to drop the moon that was a hard game to win the free dice oh my lord yeah but you won you I won did. on the first try my guy okay it was not hard for you, and you won, like, it was hard for me really expensive set of like dice too like five dollars there we go man that yeah. was the entry fee so did i really win it for free no i paid five bucks yeah but it's yeah. still worth it. it was cool it's cool but everybody at the end of the so jackmo won uh money for his prize and dakota won money for uh, random raffle and everybody gave me their money so because I, I was like i don't need this i already bought the one thing i know I wanted, but it was so. like like he got like like you know random 20 bucks and dakota got a random 20 bucks they gave it to me and i was like oh, i'm gonna go shopping and you know what i bought dice that's what i bought i yeah, bought she more came, dice she cleaned up dice <laughs> i think i got the random raffle at during the kill team tournament i think that's what i got oh, uh the okay. random player gets something and i want to point out that it's not necessarily money you get little MDF wooden f Little so, wooden, yeah, tokens. Wooden, yeah. wooden tokens and, that, you, that you can only use at that event. Yeah. Hey, what was weird is that like uh, the people, the vendors didn't know what the hell I was handing them. Right. It's like, do you take the, the, the money? I was like, chips? do you want these pieces of wood in exchange for your goods? And she was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I want real money. But know, it's but like you get I'm sure they money. turn them in at the end. She yeah, did, they, but they she was so confused. She was like, uh, and I was like, yeah. She's like, how much is this one worth? I'm like, $10. And she's like, okay. Right. I had to go to the vendor booth and be like, do you guys take their cash? And they go, yes, yes. Because they know they're going to pay out at the end. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Overall, I had a really good time. I'm definitely going to go again. Everyone should go. Yeah. yeah support, support the Kill Team homies. Support people playing board games. 
Even if you're not playing Kill Team, they have board games, they have D&D, they had, I don't think they had magic, but they had Yes, they, all, had, they, they had, magic. had a magic, yeah, they, they had, had a full tournament. There. Oh, they had magic, they had all sorts of stuff. So it was really I don't cool. know, different days, by the way. And not only yeah. that, but different floors, the tournament the tournament for magic. There was the podcast rooms, too. Yeah, yeah. so the, not only were podcasts, but the magic tournament was being held on the floor above us. Yeah, it was quite fun. Yeah. It was yeah. good stuff. Well, we got any pluggables? Yeah. Firstly, uh, all you Kill Team listeners... Try and make it out to that uh, that team tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. Where can they find information on that? Uh, go to lustersworkshop.com and uh, more information's there. You could join our Discord. And yeah, man, it's going to be good. Yeah, you'll find that in our description. I'll place that there. You can always find me at wargaming underscore studios on Instagram and at jockplaysgames on Twitter. And how about you, Saya? Where can they find uh, you? Definitely going hard on Instagram, Sayon, S-A-Y-A-Y-O-H-N. and I'm uh, still getting that TikTok started, but definitely support me on that. You're going to post your minis on your Instagram soon? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I post them a lot in my story, uh, especially as I'm painting them. But yeah, when when they're finally done, I will definitely post them up. Sounds probably. good. Sounds <laughs> good. That's what's up right there. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, guys peace out. See ya.